We've been breaching our way th through uh, the corridor, Jeremy. We finally fought off most of those uh, timeshares. There's been an unfortunate amount of uh, damage. Uh, not not timeshares, man. Not timeshares. <laughs> Vacation rentals, buddy. Vacation <laughs> Whatever. We, we've secured your place among the, 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 no. the gentry of the Ozarks. Uh, I've been on this. Total different. Timeshares, uh, not, not a good thing. So I'll just go about that. I'm not going to vote for any organization. I'm just saying, not a good thing. There's two worst decisions in my life. First timeshare and then the second timeshare. Anyway, cue the music. without belts folks it's been a it's been a minute i'm john i'm jeremy jeremy how the hell you been well as you know it's yeah i've been very very busy uh within the last month uh purchased another lake house uh redecorated and re remodeled some stuff and, and have been renting it out for like the last two two and a half weeks so it's been it was quite a whirlwind, so, but now, now it's being rented out, it's kind of calmed down, so. Yeah, I've been on a secret mission to, uh, to basically establish peace in the, in this, in the Southeast, and, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's gone well, and, uh, I may have, in fact, uh, instigated a complete new, uh, South Pacific war, secretly, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to explain away our hiatus of essentially a month. Oh, yes. So um, we've been, uh, you know, summering and essentially, you know, what you've had, what you've been doing and kind of uh, what was essentially a low point in terms of schooling or schools for me and then just essentially wrap, like ramped up in a super way. So that's why we haven't really recorded anything. We really haven't had time to put anything out, you know. That's just life. Until somebody wants to independently fund this podcast, uh, you're just going to get it when you get it. Sorry. Unless we want to start making people pay for it, which is not going to happen any day soon. Unless they want to. So, Jeremy, what have you been up to in terms of training? Um, Other than lifting lifting bricks and... and yeah, building fire pits and, and patios and all that kind of stuff. That's good training. That's oh. outside. That's weights. That's yeah, using that's... your mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, moving, moving about four tons of that has been. <laughs> yeah, I, I I felt that I'm not 25 anymore. Let's put it that way. Um, but one of the things I've really started really started going in and analyzing is more the tactical side of weaponry instead of, oh, well, we just do it this way. We do it this way. It's like. Well, why is this going to work? And can I make this work empty hand wise? And so I'll do the movements from a weapon and I'll do an empty hand. I'm like, well, let's, let's go back, see, see if something's not right. Where's the weakness? Where's the strength in it? Things like that. So, uh, in, in particular, it's been the uh, uh, cheesies, Joe, and Manji side. So, well, that's a combination. So that's a really good combination. That's a that 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 would be one weapon where you where you simply don't need anything, really needing anything to actually accomplish the katas. Something where you you know can just use a swiffer, um, yeah, which is effective. Like or like just you know grab a stick, break it yeah. off a tree. Another one that will probably run you back about three hundred dollars. Yeah, on a good day. So, yeah, I mean, it's an unfortunate day, yeah. <laughs> it's a good combination right there. What is it? I've been trying to get, trying to mix a couple of different things together, doing like that kind of study research. And another would be really getting into shadow boxing. I've mentioned mm -hmm. down here before, but I'm just trying to actually get it right in, in terms of that and not just being like rocky shadow boxing because there's no way you can do it wrong. But I feel that karate is more or less primed for that. And. We don't really talk about it. We don't really make it a thing or a standard practice. I don't feel is right. You know, 
have form, break apart form, use form in a free-flowing manner. So, but that's just what I've been working on. Cool, cool. Do we want to keep riffing on like different different things and like the expense of Mandusai, or do we want to get right? <laughs> we want to get right into the topic. Well, well, since I paid for them, I'm better to work on them. That's the main thing. I mean, get my use out of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm probably going to add side of the mix this week as well. So, kind of, I mean, it just gives you a little extra dynamic on stuff. So, but should not run it? you over fifty dollars, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, if it's running over fifty dollars, you're like looking. You're, I mean, you better be buying that fifth mansion and that seventh yacht. Like it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No. Diamond encrusted side. No. No. I just want to balance. That's all I want. That's all I ask for. That's all you need. So one thing we were gonna get into, and I mentioned this. So it was funny. I had mentioned this probably like three weeks ago, and then kind of things took over probably you've mentioned it a half a dozen times over the last year year and a half so it's kind of did i well i mean i think it's just kind of a topic we'll throw out and it's just kind of it's compatible throw it out out, you know or i i think you have because it's kind of i think it's always kind of been on our our radar so it's like okay so today we're going to hit it so Okay, good. Um, so, what is this thing we're actually going to hit? I don't know. What do we no. <laughs> well, so like, <laughs> that's not this podcast, Jeremy. It's the wrong podcast. Hey, hey, I'm 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 but, now officially I've officially hit the fifty club. So I'm like, oh, so shit. I, happy birthday, man. Yeah, it was it was a little while ago, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm fifty. Hey, great. All right, awesome. So. Oh. Well, we're we're 15 years away from collecting pension, so. Well, I can sign up for AARP now. I found that out, so I'm like, ooh, Cage's got benefits. Well, okay, all right, go me. So, we'll all right. Well, <laughs> well I, I can tell you about something that doesn't cost you anything, with the exception of possibility of your life and soul, um, yeah. which right. starting with you know like a guy like Jim Jones or. Uh, I don't know. Those people that Quentin Tarantino were trying was trying to lampoon in that last movie he was in. Was that Jim? I forget. No, it was, uh, the, it was the Manson family. Is that specifically being cults? Yeah, exactly. And I must preface this as saying that we've done no research on this topic, even though, <laughs> as as most of these podcasts we've just completely off the cuff, completely unresearched, just, just from memory. What we may say here may or may not be true, and any and all the characters are completely incidental. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. But we talked about, I guess, the ease in which karate, and I guess in martial arts in general, but karate in specific, tends to get cultified or can get cultified. Yeah, it it it's definitely an interesting topic and. And you kind of, I know you've seen it, I've seen, I've seen it, and, and sometimes it's, it's just a perception on how people perte- perceive a certain thing, or, or how, how someone's acting in training, or something like that. And I think um, we can compare it to, like, yeah, I think your perce- the idea of perception is good. I think it's comparable to, like, the guy who's going to go there for, like, twice a week. Or um, the uh, another way of cracking it is, like, how how cults are kind of spun around as, like, religion. Yeah. Where, like, religion where people who are, like, you know, they go to a church or whatever, but, I mean, it doesn't really affect their lives all that much. Yeah. Um, but, and, but then you have, like, the super, like, overly cultish thing where it's like you need to like overly write about everything you're doing every day and um repent for everything that you've ever done or kind of made up things uh and things yeah overly led by the leader yeah and i i think there's a i think there's there's some distinctions with it i think you get it i think you get into someone who's just training Right. You know, two or three days a week or one day a week, whatever. Then you get into someone who's has it as a lifestyle, which really they're really looking at it pretty 
pretty intently, you know, pretty close to, you know, seven days a week, six, five, six, seven days a week, you know, you're really, really either training or really doing a lot of analysis on it. And then get into almost cultish kind of behavior. I, I, I don't know necessarily really if, I mean, if it's really truly a cult. But it gets into like cultish kind of behavior or perceptions on how people react, how they communicate, how they, yeah, how how they're taken outside of the outside of the training hall or dojo, whatever you want to call it. Right, and I guess we we can't really call anything out specifically, but I mean. We can, but I mean, does this open us up to liability? Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I don't want to get into. It. I, I, I hope we don't get to that. Point. That's. I figured that's kind of the ground rules on this one because we, we can get ourselves in a sticky situation. I really don't want to get into, and and I don't think I'm an expert on on that. Well, on the topic of cults, where it's like, you know, there there are very few real Jim Jones versions of karate, right? Like, there are very few, like, Manson family versions of karate. And, like, right. and a lot of the time, there, if there is, like, something similar to that or akin to that, overall, it's generally harmless. It's, I mean, at least to the point where, like, even though, like, the people will be probably sacrificing a lot of money or their time or something like that, yeah, yeah that's not okay. Um, and then there's like cult behavior and abuse, right? Yeah. Where it's like just teachers just beating crap out of their students and their students just having to take it. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's to the extent at which that behavior is. Um, anything like kind of that goes beyond that, I think kind of gets more like I do want to do I want do want to do research in one episode, one group in like South Central America that essentially is like this weird Catholic organization. That requires all of its members to do a form of karate, and like they need to like, yeah, this is a real thing where like they actually like, in order to like fight against like communism, apparently. <laughs> Again, that's a, that's a day we're gonna actually have to do some research for. But yeah. um, it's it, it it I've kind of in passing I've heard of this, but yeah. I think, um, it, but kind of getting away more from that, but uh, more towards cult type behavior that yeah. happens and organizations and in karate and the fine line in which and, that, can, that can happen. I, th I, think, I think there's more than just one fine line to it yeah. as well too. And one of the things that we were talking about, I think there is also a fine line between that perception of, of an instructor to try to bring out more in their students than what they ever thought they could accomplish, basically climb that mountain they never thought they could or you know break down that wall whatever and sometimes you know that mind over matter kind of mentality kicks in and sometimes it it appears like what's really going on here i mean they're not but on the same token on the same token it, some people may appear to see that as as a perception of he something's not right or something doesn't feel right to where you're looking at more personal achievement and things like that. So, right, and and so there's like you know, uh, when, so especially when people are like yes sensei, when you hear people say yes sensei, no sensei, uh, if we want to take it from like the kind of suburban white America, um, yes. I think like even from their perspective, they wouldn't see that as a cult. Possibly, um, when in reality it's just an odd usage of so, a different language, right? Well, I mean, in, in some ways, I mean, if you're on the floor, if you're on your floor and stuff, and it's instilling some type of discipline with your students, okay, you know, that's that's one thing. If you're out at the local supermarket and essence, you know, that kind of stuff, that's kind of odd. Kind of. And well, and the other thing is like, if we're going to go from linguistic point of view in Japanese, you would never say, Hi, sensei! Ne never really, this not, doesn't happen. Um, you would say just, 
height. You wouldn't say height sensei, but that would sound strange in, in that context. Yeah. Where I, I, I think, I don't know. It sounds like a, I hate referencing it consistently. But apparently, it's it's it has become a cultural. It was in the cultural membrane that has now risen to the surface, like Karate Kid. You hear that so much, like from that, and kind of has kind of possibly spawned from that. Bow to your sensei, right? right? Fun stuff like that. But I mean, you can even use that as as a kind of a re- referent to somebody who's just, you know, the guy in the parish in the American parachute pants who's trying to get everyone to listen to him. Yeah. You know, I, the, the attempts of doing that, I think, are generally harmless. But it's when it actually happens is where there, there's there's problem. Um, do, do yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree on that at all. Well, and, and and so what I mean by it's not problematic, it's like, okay, so somebody spent money on a space and they want to conceive a certain attitude within the space and they want to be centered on themselves. They think they've achieved something. How much more different is that something than like opening another type of business? And, you know, like in, in that case, it's not, it's weird, it's odd, but it's generally, it's mostly harmless to work up with that. I mean, to a point, but I guess the one question that I've got is how much, how much ego is in the middle? Oh, all of it. Right. All of, I mean, all of it. I mean, is, is the ego driving it, or is the ego, or is the ego just being used as a tool to teach? Because I think if the ego is just being used as a tool to teach, in some type of discipline or some type of in that aspect, I I I don't see that. I don't think that's that big of a problem. It could be, but not as much as you're driving your ego just to do this it's like yeah that ends up usually that never turns out well right and so i mean like you mean in terms of using the ego to teach is is actually kind of putting on a character in a way to in in some way inspire your students or 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 get a result out of them i mean you mentioned misusing or misabusing or abusing students you know by you know, cranking down on techniques and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely one that your student definitely needs to feel it, but I don't think he needs to feel it for 20, 30 years either, you know, from a permanent injury. So I I guess the thing of it is, is at that point, where's where's the instructor's responsibility at that point? Are they even thinking about this? Well, and then that's the thing where... Let's back up. Let's back up, up a minute on that, because okay. um, I think there's, I, that I think there, that's kind of the center of something. But um, to kind of get get to it from another angle is, um, and this is something I've been thinking about lately, and I think it, re, it 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 centers on this. Let's think about karate training. What is karate training? I mean, technically, it's whatever the instructor brings to the brings to the class. Yeah, technically, technically. I mean, it, it can be philosophical. It can be technique-wise. It can be uh, conditioning-wise. There's so many different things. It's uh, and like it kind of all boils down together in that, right? Um, You're right. But there's but there's tr- but that in all is involved in a training, right? Right. That's that's train that you have to you have to get on the floor and start moving and start doing stuff. You don't you don't. <clears throat> Kind of, it's there's, it's not a wait and see and get amazed phenomenon, right? Not, not usually. It shouldn't be, right? No, no, but there were a couple times I was picking myself off the floor and I was amazed how I got down there. So anyway, sorry. That's a good, that's a good way of putting it. No, but I mean, I mean more is in terms of like, I feel like in some ways it's become this where we're kind of waiting to see it work, right? Right. We're kind yeah. of waiting to see uh, the knockout technique happen, or waiting to see like, oh, the real cool thing happen. That's not karate training. That's like that's a demonstration. That's a magic trick. That's um, you know Cirque du Soleil. That's that's uh, Siegfried and Roy. Like you know that's all that crap. Like, oh, like that karate sounds... training generally doesn't involve that at all. 
That's something that's something stupid that Jeremy did. Yes. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Back well many, many moons ago. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's be a member of that class. <laughs> oh, that was over thirty years ago. I still remember that class. Holy cow. Um great lesson. Um so we kind of wandered around that we kind of wandered around there, but to kind of recenter it, where it's like to say, like, if we are, you kind of, the, what, where how this relates to kind of cultish behavior is that kind of the thing everyone's waiting for, right? The thing to be delivered by the person, not it, for everybody in the group to be achieving a goal towards. Right. And I think sometimes what will lead up into that attitude is sometimes when the instructor just gives, just gives just a little bit. To just kind of entice you, like, okay, how do you do that? How do you do that? And it kind of, kind of like is is my buddy that I work with. It's kind of like the golf syndrome. Maybe playing just the most awful game of golf, one you know, one round, and then all of a sudden you hit a shot that Tiger Woods would be amazed at, you know. And guess what? That brings you back the next day to play another round of golf. You know, I mean, it, it's right. that kind of it's kind of that mentality. It's like, wow, I did that, or, or wow, that was really cool. How they do that, you know? And and I'll be perfectly honest, I I can't, That's what really drove my interest. Was, How do you do that? What the heck, you know? And, and once I started developing, I was like, how can I do that? And how many times can I do that? And now it's like, you know, did I really need to do that that much? You know, so I was just you had people around you who were not acting like like they were the only ones who had the answer or like they they weren't trying to overshow everything that they could do they were trying to get you from a certain point to another point oh oh no i i i've had i've had a couple i've i've had a couple right 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 we we will not do that um but like you but maybe People you have mentioned on here before. Right. I mean, right. yeah, Mike, Mike, and, Mike and Robbie definitely know. I mean, they. I, I think, I, I will be perfectly honest, I think Robbie was heading down that that course for a while. And, and, and I think, I don't know, I think him really looking, that, that was one really cool thing about Robbie is he'd always take a time out Whenever he just says, you know, something just doesn't feel right here. Something doesn't feel right here. And I, I think he realized, look, this I'm, I'm becoming somebody I don't like. And when he did that, he changed a lot of stuff up, almost almost on a dime. And it, it was it was a it was it was kind of a hard lesson, but it was overall very good. And and I, I think that's why. I guess in a way I kind of see those kind of behaviors is because we were kind of getting into that. I think when you had 200 plus students, you know, I mean, we're in a almost a 4,000 square foot dojo. It's like, wow, you know, I, I can definitely see how your ego could definitely be poked a little bit on, it, you know? Yeah. And then you start getting kind of high on your own supply thinking that, well, you can do no wrong. Right. Um, and, and, and or I think it's like, and this kind of gets into people like doing magic effectively with their techniques and whatnot and like having to do demonstrations and then like essentially having to do the same thing to wow people. And in a way, this creates that cult mentality of that to kind of maybe go in the direction of like the great one, the leader, the yeah. the over the uber teacher, right? We all want to get become that that person, right? We all must work work very hard to get that that get to get to that person's level and do whatever that person says, right? Yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it becomes kind of interesting when it gets to that point. So, well, and like, so how does it how does it get to that point? Or how does it go? Or I guess how should we define it between someone who's just a charismatic teacher versus cult mentality? Because you said there's a fine there's fine lines. I, I I definitely think there are fine lines on it. Um, I think whenever you've got somebody, one I think it's definitely the attitude that the instructor brings into the into the dojo. Number one. Number two, I think the other part of it is 
what that instructor brings outside of the dojo. Like, there is one person in our area, he has been very famous or very notably known. Infamous, if you will. You can call it that, I guess. I wouldn't, but whatever. I mean, what he'll do is he will, whenever somebody goes up and says, hi, my name is so-and-so, he will introduce himself as, hi, my name is Master So-and-so. I mean, just in, in the grocery store, just, I'm like, okay, this man believes too much of himself. I'm, what is he, Mr. T? First name Mr., middle name period, last name T? No, it's, it, I, I, I don't want to do, discuss that piece of it, but it's just, I, I don't want to call, I, I definitely want to call now, but I, I just need to get it. That, that kind of the, you know, so Bob, I, I don't need that in my life. But it, it it just goes to show. It's like to me when you into as I like to call the real world, not the dojo, but the real world, right? And and you're conversing with just normal, you know, people who, you know, one more than likely do not practice. Number two, they could give a crap less. Whether you're master, Hanshi, Kyoshi, Renshi, whatever, whatever title you are, whatever, whatever funny pajamas you happen to wear on on any given day, or what, whatever, whatever belt, whether it's black with a camo stripe or whatever. I mean, I don't know, but it's just I, I mean, love a belt with a camo stripe on, on it. That'd be that'd be a good look. Would be kind of cool, but anyway, sorry as we digress. But no, um, hey, you're giving me ideas for the merch section. Come on, <laughs> but but it's like it, it's almost like your ego is taking over to feed your ego even bigger outside of where your true area of influence really is. Right, and and and, and I I think once you see that, I think. Your students try to emulate that, and they think that's okay. I think that's crap. I mean, you, you may get a lot of hate mail on this, but I think it's total crap. I'm no, sorry. That's. I mean, you bring all the hate mail. Anybody who has any problem with that, tw tweet at Jeremy, as I always say. <laughs> uh, we'll put his handle up on up up on the episode. Don't worry. the 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 whole The whole thing is like, you know, we worked really really hard here to really disestablish ourselves from that the reason why is because this is where this kind of this is an end road not the end road but that's an end road to that kind of behavior where you end up having and you hit it on the head the it's not just what you're doing if you see like one person being like hi i'm master smith um, and like, like the rest of the people in town be like, wow, that guy's crazy. And then you get two people being like, I'm Master Smith, I'm Master Jones. Uh, okay, there's a little more of this. They're, they're growing, they're asexually reproducing. Um, and then you get like five or six people calling them, ma them Master, Master, Master. Um, and it's just a bad Doctor Who episode. Why in God's earth would you start calling yourself that in public? Other than just to appease something that has nothing to do with your public. I mean, I go back to our, our guiding principles, like number two. Be polite and obedient to the master, number superior. Be curious among fellow students and followers. You must strive to develop humbleness. How humble is it to go out into a supermarket and introduce yourself to the master? What the hell ever. You know, I don't, really don't care. I hope they've got golden bombed business cards. Yeah, whatever. I, I can care less. I mean... I, I, I'm I'm pretty good with you know whatever you want to call me as long as you know you don't call me asshole and that's saved for my wife so it's kind of you know I I've been less I've, I'm less of the person where it's like you can't say that stuff around my like because I normally say that kind of stuff around my you know X Y Z but to each their own but, kids maybe not so much but 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 then you know then I tie into you know how how the student sees the instructor being out in public and then then when they get to a point and i've seen this and this behavior has always bothered me a little bit and and in 
there's a part where you are like this during training because you're you're so wrapped up into what you're doing. But whenever you, I wouldn't say necessarily accomplished it or at least gotten somewhat proficient in it, start moving away from it. But whenever, whenever the student tends to not think for themselves, oh, right. master so-and-so says this, and master so-and-so says this, and master so-and-so says that I need to go to the bathroom a certain way. Come on, think for yourself, doggone it. It's like, knock that off. It's like you're not really doing your training any benefit if... If you're not thinking for yourself, because guess what? You know, life is going to hit you, whether it's in the boardroom or on the street or wherever. And if you can't think for yourself and you can't do something without master so-and-so telling you what to do, what the hell good are you? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little fired up, but that just really irritates me. No, this is good. We can, it, 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 this is good. This is good. I like, I like, I like fired up Jeremy. The grinding, it's like, you know what grinds my gears, um, except it's more of a Missouri accent than a, than a Boston accent. Yeah, I, I speak hillbilly. All right, so this, it's all right. That's fine. We can, I, can, I, I know enough, I can translate. Well, and where this also goes into is where the students will start feedback looping into the map, into the quote-unquote master or into the, the quote-unquote messianic figure or whatever, because they will feed that behavior. Yes. Because even though nine out of ten people will be like, "What the hell do you mean, master?" So and so, one out of ten people will say, "Yes, master." So and so, and so you get enough of them people around, then that's then that's when you end up creating that kind of cult mentality, and when you start creating that effective cult. What I think is also we mentioned this in in passing before the whole idea of effectively cutting off people from the outside world. Yeah. Or cutting off people from being able to talk or train outside of where they right. are, which was easier back in the day than it is now. Right. That that whole idea of it's like you can only train here, you can only get this here. There's nowhere else you can get this. It's an absolute fallacy if anyone thinks that today. Yeah. There's certain people who have been able to do certain things and have certain kind of abilities. Yeah, it's true. And and, and they may have a certain perspective, and and that's cool. I mean. That's really cool. Yeah. But to to say that somebody else is never going to be able to do it unless, unless you train with me, what is your deal, dude? No, I, I don't buy that. Not well, one or day. unless you train with master so-and-so. Yeah, exactly. But another place where that comes up is whenever, whenever you have students start to build their skill level and they start becoming instructors as well. And... I'll I'll mention this one story. Um, I won't rat the person out, but um, if, if they're listening, they probably remember this. Um, we don't like rats on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't like we, them. We will feed them to gerbils. Yeah, no, no, no. Or the hobo. I'll, I'll never forget. I'm I'm going through some training at at a, at one of the schools, and a guy comes in. He he had just, I think he'd just gotten his show done. Maybe, yeah, I think he'd just gotten that. And I, I don't even remember what I was working on, but then he says, you know, you can't do technique unless you do this. And that was what Master So-and-So said. You know, and after, you know, this person's been training, what, four or five years? And at that point, I've been training 22, 23 years, probably. And I, I just asked him, I'm like, I'd like to prove your theory wrong. Come on, step on the mat, and I'll, I'll be more than happy to show you that I can, I can do these techniques without learning whatever. And he, he thought about it, and the other guy who was with him was like, you don't want to do this. You really do not want to step on the mat with him. It wasn't so much I was mad. I was just mad at the, I was very irritated at the attitude that, that came, and it's like, it was poorly thought out, and per- personally, it was really stupid. But what what are you going to do outside? You know, whether it's you know whether it's like I said in the boardroom on the street, wherever you're at, in the discotheque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, grocery store, whatever. I mean, are you going to be so arrogant as to tell someone that they can't do something when you really don't know their abilities or what they can or cannot do? And well, and there's also a weird. So when there's that attitude, there also tends to be a very strong sense of insecurity. Yes. Right? 
because there's a you know in a lot of these guys lives i'm not gonna say you know not all of them not everyone right but a lot of people who need to tag on to or need to feel the need to tag on and completely grab hold of whatever they're being fed um, the reason why they don't they they don't they have that insecurity is because they have that insecurity about themselves but if someone tells them you have this ergo you can do this and anyone else who says anything different is wrong they latch on to that and that's their protection blanket that's their security blanket that's their shield in any given situation they get called out on that especially in that particular situation that was a situation where someone very unthoughtfully said that and expected didn't really expect anything didn't really have the foresight to think of what that situation what situation would occur when someone actually called them out because that that thinking did not actually enter in that thinking did not enter into well someone could call this idea a smarter person who would bring that down the line would actually teach to their disciple that's how you prove yourself blah 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 right yeah. so the line but because where that's where that insecurity comes from where it's like well yeah because this guy said this ergo i'm right well no you're not so it's people who just want to be right or want to be in the in the right because guy said this. Yeah, you might be right, you might be wrong, but I mean, it go both ways. But so I, I I think that's one of the dangers also with that kind of perception because now let, let's get into just training from that perspective. I mean, kind of going almost all all the way circle on this. Right. If if you got, I mean, and you bring up a good point, and I'm just going to tag on to it, but when you just blindly accept what somebody says, oh, well, that is the truth. This must be the truth. And you, you don't go and figure out and think, well, why is this the truth? Or just ask that simple question. How is this actually working? Is it actually working? Who is it going to work on? Things like, I mean, just simply just simple why questions and you accept that as truth you're completely jacking up your own training i mean and perspective well and perspective and theory and and how everything's put together because think about having a dinner table conversation with that guy yeah or like or working with that guy or yeah. like anything else you know you you go back to you know so something as simple as math you know two plus two equals four well, who's to say two plus two doesn't equal fish? You know, I mean, qu quoting quoting the Big Short movie. I, I don't know if you've seen that or not. I've kind of kind of enjoyed some of the lines in that movie, but um, the, the one guy is like, "This makes no sense. It, two plus two equals fish," and that's what you get when you have somebody that blindly goes and accepts the truth. And you don't actually try to prove it or actually see if it works. You get you get some, two thousand eight and the American American housing market collapse. Or two thousand twenty one, you're pretty quick. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Um, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good lines from that movie. Um, yeah. Very good movie. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. You know, I mean, so essentially, what we're saying is like, they don't don't you know blindly follow what what these other people are doing. How I guess. I'm kind of in a way to kind of I don't want to say put a bow on this necessarily, but like, what are the what are the things to kind of watch out for, in terms of you know where someone where someone goes with this, you know, how can we sh we can, how can we see if like someone what someone some what someone is saying is like catch it wrapped in dog shit, um, <laughs> to, to appropriate more lines from the Big Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one of my favorite. I say one of the things is trust your gut. If, yeah. If, if you have people coming up to you as you come into the dojo and they're like exuberantly energetic, joyful, and when they're when they're talking about things, oh, sensei is the greatest, and sensei is this, and sensei, and it's like, Okay, well, you know, back, back off. You're 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 almost like a piranha person. You're you're just way too close 
just just stop. Let me make up my own mind. I can make up my own mind. And I think that's one of the biggest things to look out for. I think the other thing is I like to see how students are off the floor, as a, not just on the floor as well. How, how they, how are they? How is their mental capacity, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> are they okay. mental? Do they do they do they need their teacher to function? Um, yeah, I mean, is it a codependency relationship? Yeah, exactly. I mean, because because that way that that's that's on your way outside of the dojo, you know, outside of the training hall. Is it is, is it just on the floor, or is it also okay? You're kind of you're kind well, of scared me a little bit. So. Yeah. And and what is it? I think I've been lucky because one of my my initial martial arts experiences was with someone who was like very commercial. But you actually like saw that he doesn't even believe that he's like didn't he wasn't actually on high on his own supply. Yeah. Um. So you like saw how other people treated him, and like it was like quite normal. In fact, there was I mean there were some people who were like a little more like buying that he was the master or whatever. But like it was a like, very minimal level. Yeah. Um, and but like when I started working with other people and I was seeing like some people who were like you know very rational very like you know kind of like you know just not disillusioned but like you know they were like had the head on their shoulders and other people were be like we must follow person person says things that are good person says things that we must follow follow person through the grave like um, yeah. person is like Paul from the Bible like yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, it's it, literally I was, those things were actually said to me. Um, other person is like Jesus, like, 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 um, holy cow, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, no. heard these. um, oh my god, okay, now, 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 I, I haven't, I, I'm not gonna totally pick on this, but in a way, I will pick on a little bit, but probably about. Mm, 25 years ago, I'd say 25 to 30 years ago. All right. Early 90s, early to mid 90s. Okay. So we're not, we're not at necessarily at heat, but we are beyond Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking basically Aikido. Okay. I mean, now I know a lot of people that train in Aikido, very well grounded, very cool. I have met some of the, absolute pardon my friends batshit nuts people on planet earth that train in that and it's just like they they almost come across as if they believe they're enlightened or something it's just like no oh my goodness no well it it, it, it's just like and i mean no don't get me wrong i mean it probably a lot of that propagated from the Steven Seagal movies and stuff like that. And there there's still a couple of the early ones that I I still think were halfway decent. Sorry. Sorry. Um we will probably t- tackle them some at some time on on Cry Without Bouts being real. No, probably not. But anyway. <laughs> All right, fine. Fine. You don't have to be on those episodes. I I, I don't know. I can actually it, legitimately say I've never seen a Steven Seagal movie. Really? No, I, I think I have. I can't. Like, I, it is not in my head. John Claude Van Damme. John John Bla, John Claude Van Damme. Yes, um, but Steven Seagal. Like, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I, I would. I would say probably um, Hard to Kill was probably the one that really kind of got me interested in martial arts. I mean, that... so guys, stay tuned for our Hard to Kill review on Friday Without Belts B Rail. <laughs> Jeremy's gonna be late in that episode. Um, no, uh, but I mean, it, it it just had a real. There are certain places that had a very strange dynamic, and there are certain places. And, and a buddy of mine, he he's really into keto, but he's really very well grounded. And he goes, and and when I walk into these places, he goes, "I'm going to warn you, this person just kind of like nuts." Okay, and. You know, he he asked me a little later, "What'd you think?" <laughs> yeah, that person's absolutely crazy. Holy cow! This person should be locked up in a straitjacket. You know, what? but and I mean, 
I knew I knew one instructor that all they did was private lessons. I mean, that's that's what they did, and they his students could come in at any time except they had to they had to schedule times throughout the day, and he would charge them like a hundred and forty dollars an hour, and this was back in the nineties. Christmas. I'm like, holy what? Shit. I, we're Aikido? Yeah. Gee. You better have magic powers by the end, because geez. And, and what was it? We we did this huge because we we did this huge I don't know get together and stuff at at the place. And I mean, this guy had seventy five, eighty students doing this, and you're just like, holy catfish! He's making a lot of money. Lot Wait, of, what? Lot, that's a lot of Akita money. I, I think I think a lot of people kind of figured it out after a while. Like, holy cow! But I mean, but I mean, that was one case where I mean, oh yeah, Sensei is like the greatest, and he is all knowing. That, oh my goodness! All right, okay, great. You know, and then then you have there was another case that was really interesting where a lot of people would talk like that about about the guy who was running the dojo. I mean, I will say this. To this day, it was the coolest school I've ever seen in my entire life, ever, 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 ever. I mean, awesome. I mean, down to every minute little detail. It was like, wow. It was pristine. But when you got the guy, you know, alone and was able to just kind of talk with him, he's one of the nicest, most down-to-earth people you ever run into. I mean... And he goes, I don't know why these people do this. <laughs> Some of these people, he goes, usually, usually they get all hyped up and stuff, and usually they'll last about a year or three, between a year and three years, and then they're on their way. I'm like, he goes, whatever, that's fine. But you still have people saying really good things about him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just like, he is so enlightened, and this and that, and the other thing. I don't want people to do this. <laughs> he, he, he was like, he just. Like he's the thing. karate teacher who just doesn't want to be there. He's yeah. like, he can't be bothered. Actually, he just gets on the floor and like he just says like a couple things, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's so amazing!" And he's just like, "I don't God, just do core, just do the stance, and just do the stance." Like, yes, sensei. He's like has this like strong amount of charisma that he doesn't even like having, but he just gets a, like a million people on the floor. And he's just, you know, he has a school. It just runs perfectly. But he just doesn't like it. He, like, wants to go off and be a carpenter. But people keep begging him to come on back. No, no. As far as I'm going to No, I mean, don't go wrong. I mean, he, he, he loved teaching. But he goes, I don't know why people get into this crazy mentality stuff. Like, he goes, he goes, if I'm enlightened, I don't know about it. So, I was just, you know, I mean, just, it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know he's actually truly enlightened. Yeah, probably. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of appreciate him quite a bit, and I, 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 I catch up with him every every so often, but I, I haven't haven't caught up with him in probably about five or six years. So I'm just kind of curious how he's doing, but I'm sure he's doing fine. But cool. Cool. So, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean. To yeah, I think on. we ended we ended up our like warning of a warning of cults in like an extremely positive note. Be like, yeah, these guys can go light and go to these classes. It's fine. Avoid <laughs> a cult. <laughs> you actually ended ended up promoting cults. Great. No. Uh, yeah. No. You know. Podcasts can go anywhere. Uh, no, I, I think the the thing is to just kind of watch out for. You're exactly right. Watch out for how like students treat them. Watch out for how someone is around their students and how they are in and outside of the classroom. But I think, you know, it doesn't need to be Jim Jones in order to be a cult or or to be abusive. I think that's going to get into one of our topics we're going to cover probably in the next week or a couple of weeks is talking about, like, bad teachers yet good lessons. Yeah. It's going to kind of be our, our like, our, our flag, in the, flag in the grass in terms of talking about cults. So. Cool. Cool. Right, cool. Um, basically, as I mentioned earlier, I'm I'll be working more just looking at the tactical aspects on some of the weaponry and stuff. You know, comparing it to hand-to-hand -hand stuff. And, 
it, it's been interesting just some of the stuff that I've looked at and uncovered. It's like, why are we, you know, so my, my favorite question is, why are we doing this? Why is this, why is this here? Why is that there? Why, who in the right mind would do this with a weapon, with a weapon, much less empty hand, you know? So it's, it's just kind of trying to make sense of certain things that just don't seem right. So it's, Back Hada just ain't right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That sounds good. Uh, working on a kata that a friend of ours, uh, Chuck, in fact, had uh, helped us help me out with getting some uh, information on and trying to build on on that a little more, kind of work, bounce off you and him, work on that. And uh, as well as, you know, my never-ending clash with Jeff Bezos over yeah. Amazon not sending stuff. Now they're just not sending anything. Well, you know, no, no planes are flying out anywhere. So. Well, no, no, they're, uh, it's not from the States. It's internally no. in this country and no. it's all completely against the islands because there's some like shipping company problem that Amazon Japan's having with Southern Japan. Jeez. And like, they're just like, we can't ship things because shipping company says problem. They won't like specify. They're like, because of typhoon, there's a typhoon three weeks ago. You still can't put things on a boat. The boats have been coming every day. So I think it's just Jeff Bezos' uh, secret war against me. No, oh, I got you. So we've made, a good en- we've made a very good enemy. Enemies we deserve on this podcast. Yeah, well, yeah. good luck with that one. <laughs> cool. Anything else you want to say in closing? No, I mean, just basically just trust your gut on it. Don't, don't, uh, even if something kind of appears as cult-esque or whatever, it, it more than likely isn't, but it just kind of seems very, very odd, more, more than likely. Yeah. So. Keep an open mind, definitely, and keep an open mind, but also trust your gut. And don't let one overlap on the other. And, and always ask why. <laughs> the why is the biggest factor. If you're in a place like where you can't do why, then uh, get out. Get out. Yep. Cool. Speaking of getting out, I think that's where we're, where we're going now. So All this, right. is, this has been John. This is Jeremy. Everyone, don't forget to keep on training. <laughs>